Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The main question on everyone's mind is, when will things be normal? One professor at Johns Hopkins said... We'll have herd immunity by April. April? That's great. But it does mean I have to get started on my beach bod, because right now I'm rocking more of a washed up on the beach bod. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, as exciting as this prediction is, keep in mind, it first appeared in the New England Journal of telling you what you want to hear. This month's cover story, most people your age can't pull off a leather jacket, but you look great. So it's happening. Going back to normal in April. Or as President Biden put it slightly differently, by next Christmas. All right? Fine. Fine. Next Christmas. Whatever. At least at this year's family meals, we won't be saying, Uncle Phil, you're on mute. We'll be saying, God, I wish we could put Uncle Phil on mute. (laughs) Anyway, it's the perfect Christmas gift for the Grinch to steal because Dr. Fauci says it's possible we'll still be wearing masks in 2022. Great. We'll be back to normal by April Christmas a year and a half from now. One of those. Any one of those. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Again, that the Fauci story was so misreported, though. He couldn't rule out masks in 2022. Well, only an idiot would rule that out. Yeah, I saw the whole quote. <laughs> and he, he went on, he said something like, it'd probably be a good idea. Well, yeah, you're an infectious disease expert. So, yeah, everybody running around in masks is probably a reasonably good idea. Whatever. That that was a nothing. Yeah. 
Whatever. The, the, the media is so poorly serving us with everything, but it's not helping the pandemic any. Would you say they're the enemy of the people? Oh, jeez. Hmm. Oh, jeez. So we uh, we were talking about these uh, the weird blockchainy video moments thing that's going crazy in sports. I guess people buying these little videos. Uh, got a lot of emails, including the one guy who said we ought to sell our own uh, moments from the show. Uh, how about blockchain beanie babies? I'll let you have ten percent off. Writes Russell. Okay, he thinks it's some sort of bubble. It's kind of what it is. I mean, we'll we'll see if it's actually a bubble or not. But yeah, it's blockchain collectibles. On the yeah. other hand, baseball cards have been around for a hundred years. That market is also surging, strangely. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie, I heard you guys talk about the moronic digital basketball cards. Uh, Joe, I'm a millennial, (laughs) and the modern era is madness to me. (laughs) It's hard to wrap your head around. I mean, could it it expand to other things like some people seem to think, like those Hummel figurines or whatever? Can you have a picture of one of those and collect them? The whole thing seems crazy to me. But if people are making but, but, money... But, but, but why would a video uh, of a rotating hunk of glass be any less or more valuable than a hunk of glass? So one, one thing... That, that, I, that hunk of glass is stupid. So one thing that, that Top Shot did, they are the officially partnered with the NBA, right? So this isn't like I went on YouTube and just recorded these things and I'm now selling them to Because that would be people. completely different. See, this sounds like registering a star in the official registry. <laughs> Which has also been a business for decades. Recording it in book form in the Library of Congress. Yeah, so, so part of it is the these are the official right? blah, blah, blah of that. And I always think back, like because when I was a kid, I loved buying autograph sports stuff. And they all came with these certificate of authenticity things yeah. that I, were essentially yeah. made them real or whatever. But this seems like a much less counterfeitable that, version of that. That's another similar thing in that I could scribble out uh, an autograph, look at it really closely, and get it almost exactly like the real one. What the mm-hmm. hell is the difference? It's all yeah. in your mind wasn't signed i don't know it's the vestige of a bygone era i, I don't know what is just the whole uh, a signature on a football or whatever uh, i mean i get it i've seen plenty of auctions where plenty of drunk guys spend a hell of a lot of money on them <laughs> uh, but i just i don't know but now instead know, of that cynical. you can have the the lebron james moment that at one time was owned by LeBron James, and I know that because on the blockchain I can see the the history of ownership of this moment. Therefore, now, so that is kind of the new autograph sports card, is I have this LeBron James moment that was once owned by LeBron James. No offense, but I've never wanted to murder you as much as I do right now, Sean. But again, no offense. Moving um, along, I if have, that's well, possible. But but it's all imaginary to a certain extent. I've got a football my brother gave me, and it belongs to my kids. Uh, a football that was used in a in a football game by Brett Favre, Green Bay Packer game. Actual Groovy. NFL football used by Brett Favre. Oh, you don't have that encased in glass on your wall? It's up in the closet. Um, <laughs> maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I assume it was. But if it wasn't, and I believe it was, it's the same thing. You know what placebo I mean? Placebo memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, placebo memorabilia. <laughs> I don't know. This is there's this no is... actual difference between if it if it actually was used or not. If I agree, can we stop talking about it? <laughs> I just I. I, I... <laughs> It, it, it's like when Baxter has an itchy tail and he's just chasing it and chasing it. What are you going to do if you catch it? What are you doing? 
Let please let me move on. I have two stories. Can we stop talking about it? (laughs) I will agree. I will disagree. I will resign from the show. Anything so we can stop talking about this. Oh, that's funny. So a couple of stories of technology and the environment. I am proudly an environmentalist. environmentalist. I like to hike. I like to fish. If there are no fish, I can't fish. So if all the fish are dead, that's a bad thing for me. Plus, I like to look at nature. I like protecting the environment. I'm just not an environmental wackadoo. Okay? couple of stories. They have these enormous solar farms in Tunisia. And, well, they're they're building them in Tunisia and Morocco, but in the Sahara Desert. Giant uh, solar farms because they've figured out that you know, in your, your super crazy hot and sunny parts of the world, you could produce enough solar power to substantially power the world. Here's the problem, though. They've figured out that the black surfaces of the solar panels absorb most of the sunlight, but only turn about 15% of that into electricity. Well, I the didn't rest, know that. Yeah. The rest, Jack, now you, you're way more uh, educated in physics than I am. That energy doesn't disappear. Sure. The other 85% that's returned to the environment as heat. And the panels are usually much darker than the ground they cover, which re- reflects the light back up into the atmosphere. So a vast expanse of solar cells will absorb a lot of additional energy and emit it as heat, affecting the climate. They're realizing that these giant solar farms uh, crank up the heat. Wow. And if that turns out to be true at a, at a level that would matter, whew, that's a problem. That throws yeah, and- solar on a that spins it on its head. Right, right. I've it, tried. Even with modern panels, they only are able to turn 15% of that into electricity. That's interesting. That's what they're saying in this science uh, website. You know, if if that's not true, somebody let us know, and I will gladly, um, uh, gladly correct myself. But I, I've tried so hard to get real information on all this stuff, and it's so difficult because number one, you got the ideologues who are willing to spout any nonsense as long as it's dramatic, and then you've got the people making zillions and zillions of dollars, Al Gore style, over the green energy craze. You know, because part of it's legit, but part of it's a craze. And if you have people making that much money promoting it, you just can't trust it. No, you've. I, I wish there were more people that could get into a place of just being honest about this stuff and not being so hell-bent on one or the other. Because I, I know plenty of people who decry anything that's an attempt to deal with, you know, getting off of our old energy sources. Mm-hmm. But then there are obviously the crowd, like you're just talking about, that are pro-wind and solar, no matter what evidence you come up with, that there are problems. I'm just going right. to keep moving forward. And uh, I'd love it if we could go solar entirely for the whole world. Sounds fantastic. So much power coming out of the sun. If we can harness that and use it, uh, just be fantastic. But there's always the possibility that there's a downside like this. It's like the when uh, it turned out that the cloth bags actually are worse for the environment than the plastic or the or the paper. Right. That turned out to be true. Yeah, yeah. You know what's unfortunate, kind of? Well, it's it's fortunate. It's built the modern world to, to a large extent. But I read a scientific paper once on how incredibly uh, efficient an energy source dinosaur juice is, fossil yeah. fl- fuels. I mean, they're like, uh, un- un- it's, it's almost like you're reading a fable. And somebody talks about, you know, liquid gold or, or dragon tears or something like that. The amount of energy you can get out of a barrel of oil is unthinkable. It's astounding, really. Yeah, there's a reason why it's been the primary energy source for 130 right. years. Right. I like this, though. This was sent along by alert listener uh, Dan. And again, I'm not a, a, a cynic. I'm a skeptic. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, fool me. This is why I question the global warming claims. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me 21 times, shame on me. Uh, these are uh, all headlines from legitimate news sources. 1967, Salt Lake Tribune, dire famine forecast by 1975, already too late. 1969, New York Times, unless we are extremely lucky, everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam in 20 years. Situation will get worse unless we change our behavior. 1970, Boston Globe, scientists predicts new ice age by 21st century. Uh, what 1970, year was that? Uh, 1970. Okay. I was telling my kids the other day that when, when I was in school, they were, they were talking to us about ice ages all the time. And coming yeah, I was ice terrified. Age. Yep. Yep. 1971, Washington Post, disastrous new ice age coming. Uh, says uh, this researcher at NASA. That doesn't mean, obviously, that global warming isn't true. But it is oh. worth pointing out to my son as he's was spoon-fit in the public school, the whole climate change thing. Yeah, they were doing that to me, too, except they said it was going to become an ice age. 1972, Brown University letter to President Nixon, warning on global cooling. Yeah, that's probably the report that had him telling me in a, as a second grader. Oh, there's much more. The Guardian, 1974, space satellites show ice age coming fast. 1974 Time Magazine, another ice age, telling signs everywhere. Since the 1940s, mean global temperatures have dropped 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. That's unbelievable. Uh, 1974, ozone depletion, a great peril to life. I will point out that this is flawed because the ozone depletion was a serious problem when we eliminated a lot of chlorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorofluorof
But that was enough. And this was years ago. But somebody related it forward, and so the New York Times forced him out. Then Barry Weiss of the New York Times, oh, the New York Times said, we will not allow that word regardless of intent. Barry Weiss said, if we're not going to include intent in language, then we're moving into basically a pre-enlightenment a culture. I mean, I would agree. It's a witch uh, witchcraft. Culture. It is. It is. We're moving backwards by hundreds, if not thousands of years into words have magical powers. It's really weird. Well, there's why another, is that scary? Here's Whoa. another weird example of this. So Slate is a, uh, a lefty publication that I uh, don't spend that much time with. Um, but there's this guy, Pesca, who had a very popular podcast called The Gist, and I have heard of that. If you ever have too much energy, go to Slate, because they're exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, Pesca, had The Gist as a podcast, and they had this rule at Slate. In November of 2019, Slate introduced a policy that required podcast hosts, and he was the most popular one, required podcast hosts and producers to discuss the use of racist terms before... Recording a podcast. So if you were going to record a podcast in which you were going to talk about racist terms, you were required to discuss it ahead of time and then, uh, you know, run it by management. So they did that. And in that discussion before the podcast about whether or not they could use the N-word, and in this particular case, the podcast was about a black security guard who was fired for using the N-word. A black security guard says the oh, N-word and got fired. Pesca, the podcast host, said, what if I, and then he reads the quote, in the meeting about whether or not they should allow that in the podcast. Oh, it my never God. aired. Don't even because, say it. Because they decided, they decided after discussing it that no, they wouldn't allow it in the podcast. So they didn't allow it in the podcast. But it was discussed. And he said it out loud when he discussed it, so he has now been suspended from Slate. Oh, my God. How weird and witch-hunty superstitious Voldemort is that? It is pre-enlightenment. It's crazy. You could almost, it's almost hard to wrap your head around that. Oh, my God. The discussion this is, this is about a scary whether, time. <laughs> the discussion about whether or not I can say it in the podcast, even though it was never on tape and never aired, was still enough. Even though you were reading a quote from another human. And the, and the crazy thing, of course, about all this is nobody at any point thinks he's a racist. Nobody says, well, th- he's clearly a racist and he, he believes that white people are superior to black people. And here's an example. No, that's got nothing to do with it. They've just given a word magical powers. Like right, it's a crime without a victim. Like we're living in the word world one, the year 1000 and don't <laughs> have modern brains they've given the word magical powers wow. it's so crazy wow I, yeah so there you go you you would think that the 98 percent of us who think that's insane or at least i pray it's a strong majority w- would somehow be able to rally together and change that but uh, I, who do you fire who do you yell at who do you write a letter to i don't even know that is wild how do you reason with madness that's the question I don't know, but everybody should know by now, you cannot say that word, I don't care what the excuse is, if you're black, you can, but if you're white, you can, don't, don't test it. It's not worth testing. No. I I have no need to say the word, but you should be able to quote a guy on a podcast where you're discussing the word. That's insane. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. this and forgot to play it for you we have the first sound ever from mars sounds exactly like what you thought it would sound like did they need Mm. to do that or is that a gimmick Uh, what do you mean a gimmick it's not a good gimmick make it more exciting than that the first sound from mars sounds exciting we teased it um or did they? Did the scientists think it would be worth doing, or did they just think, "Oh, it's dumb. It's going to sound like wind. We know what it's going to sound like. It'll sound like a windy day anywhere else." To the scientists, yeah. that was exciting, though. Could they, be. they have wind there. Could be. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they knew I that think before. They knew that before. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> but now we have evidence. Now it's now it's proof. Underwhelming. And they would do this... the scientist high fives mm. with their skinny little arms. Oh, listen to that. Oh, that's some serious wind. <laughs> Oh, what was that weird sound? I think there was a Martian there. <laughs> There's a dog running around. 
So this is crazy. I'm looking at uh, headlines. We were talking earlier about uh, the wildly disparate uh, predictions of when life would get back to normal post-COVID. Here's a headline for you from the unreadable liberal USA Today. Remarkable outcome. Big gains are likely for the economy this year, even as COVID-19 lingers. Okay, big gains for the economy. Here we go. Then over here at the Wall Street Journal, uh, stocks drop ahead of Powell's comments. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Retreat in tech stocks. The U.S. stocks slid. Longest ruling streak since, or losing streak, rather, fifth consecutive day since February of last year. Wow. NASDAQ dropped 2%. Longest Dow losing Jones. streak in a year. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I have no idea what's going on. On the on the whole pandemic thing, I was looking up at the TV. Deaths in nursing homes down 70% since early January. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Is that the last wave? Uh, I wonder. I sure, certainly hope so. Mathematically, though, um, I heard Britt Hume make this point on Fox. We normally lose... Whatever it is, um, three million people a year die every year, right? Lots of people die every year, so this is a you know five hundred thousand. But is it five hundred thousand more people? How many old people would have died anyway? And then all those old people that wouldn't have died this year. I don't mean to be this callous about it. My parents are old, but um. Old people die this year. They were going to die next year or the year after. Are those numbers going to be way lower because a lot of older people died in one year? Yeah. You know, I went searching for those numbers, excess deaths above the expected normal death rate. And there have been some uh, unquestionably quite a a large number. But it's difficult to get numbers. It it seemed like everybody was advocating for one point of the viewer. one point of view or another and it was like partisan science but doesn't that make sense if you're 87 and die you are going to die probably in the next three four years anyway sure yeah um so will we see a depressed number of deaths going forward and then if you average out the deaths over a three four year period are they going to be a lot closer to this to, to normal i just i just wonder i don't know yeah yeah i'm not claiming it's not a big deal no no Ah, uh, we are talking stop about the, the steal. Uh, the oh, stop that! We're talking about the the absurdities of people getting fired and suspended for just discussing the N word years ago. Well, uh, Gino Carano, Gina Carano, the uh, big beefy chick from The Mandalorian, uh, Hasbro has uh, she uh, she was accused of uh, politically uh, incorrect posts online or whatever. She's been canceled. Hasbro has scrapped its plans to make a Cara Dune action figure after she was fired last week over controversial social media posts. Because the average 10-year-old girl was going to know about her Twitter uh, uh, political arguments? No. And the last uh, series of her figure was uh, sold out not long after it uh, it was put out. But Gina Carano did some interviews in the past several days, and she says she was stunned to learn of the outrage online, and that people were claiming that what she posted was anti-Semitic. She told Barry Weiss, quote, I was in utter shock and confusion when certain people said it was anti-Semitic. Then as I went to take it down, I noticed that the image um, on my site, or, or her Twitter feed, was not the same one people were referencing. So people were finding worse images and sending them around claiming that Gina Carano is an anti-Semite. I was honestly confused. Should I take it down? 
or leave it up? I still don't know the answer to that question because taking it down only makes the mob attack you more. Barry Weiss noted that the people online were not only pointing to a tweet that Carano had posted that compared the current political environment in the U.S. to Nazi Germany, but they also found Which an image you that... you should be able to do. Of course you and, should. And discuss. And right. somebody say, oh, I don't think it's quite that bad, or yeah, I do think it's that bad, or, but how would that end your career? Anyway. This is back to the pre-enlightenment. Uh, you utter the wrong incantation, and the Pope's going to come and torture you to death. Uh, let's see. Uh, they also found an image that Carano posted in December that had, quote, a striking resemblance to an infamous East London mural called, quote, Freedom for Humanity that Jeremy Corbyn defended from destruction. The image showed several old men sitting around a monopoly table that represented power over different industries around the world. To me, let's see, Barry Weiss, who's Jewish, said, To me, at first glance, that image looks as if it's a visual representation of the protocols of the elders of Zion. When old men, money, a globe, and secret meetings are in one picture, my mind screams, Jews! But it seems that to a lot of people, it genuinely does not, perhaps because there are no explicitly Jewish symbols. No, I wouldn't think that at all if I looked at that picture. Right. And And I'm fairly well read on history. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I should have introduced this to you in uh, in advance. You were you were a jury. You were sitting here listening to the testimony here. So back to Gina Carano said the image for me was a statement that people need to stand uh, together and rise up, stop being so manipulated by the powers that believe they know what's best for you and play games with our lives. My heart has only ever had ultimate respect and love for the Jewish community. In spite of all of that, she's fired. She's disowned. She's canceled. It's nobody. There is nobody, not a single homo sapien in the world, who can assert and defend the notion that Gina Carano has any anti-Semitic feelings or is racist or even a bad person in any way. It doesn't matter. She 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 crossed some sort of Twitter mob line and, and got murdered. Well, and, the, and then, then the companies higher up, they might be correct that, well... It doesn't matter. The belief out there is that she's poison. So how about we get a different beefy chick to be in our movie? Right. Why deal with it? Here's here's your statement from Lucasfilm. Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm. No plans in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. Wow. Never mind that she didn't do that. God help you, and I mean it, if you ever end up on the wrong side of one of these things, and it ruins your life. Jeez, it's just amazing. This weird, um, well, you you know, we've used witch hunt several times. She's a witch! She's a witch! How do you know she's a witch? That person said she is. I hear she's a witch. And then we just run for the witch and drown them. Mm -hmm. Or burn them at the stake. It's weird. Some pretty eloquent defenses of Ms. Carano in a second after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe. Everybody wants their home and family safe from break ins, fires, flooding, medical emergencies, and Simply Safe Home Security delivers award winning 24 7 protection, an arsenal of cameras and sensors, and the best professional monitors in the business. How about the fact that you can set this thing up yourself in about 30 minutes? It's super easy. Nobody's going to come to your home. There's no long term contract, no hidden fees, yet it, it's really, really good. That is Simply Safe, and it's easy to use, too, which is important. Yep, and you get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system right now at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You get a 60 day risk free trial, so there's nothing to lose. It's easy to sign up for, easy to get out of. 
Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for your free home security camera today. Again, this is award-winning protection. It's the best protection, and it's it's better in almost every way. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So, go ahead. We got this text. We were talking about uh, collectibles and space altogether. Um, remember a few years ago, Armstrong and Getty fans collected money and bought you guys a star named Armstrong and Getty. I did not remember that. And Basil sent that text. He would know. Um, so apparently, uh, listeners, we do have a registered. Or it's, a, in the, it's, it's in the official registry. It's we in just the need official to, registry. We just need to look it up. Oh. The Armstrong and Getty star. So that's so, a collectible. It may have increased in value. Presumably, I can uh, colonize that star. And, uh, as soon as you get there, you can do whatever you want with it. it. Right. You yeah, have exactly. to get there before I get there, though. So getting I might back put to my lawn chair in the best place. <laughs> Getting back to Barry Weiss reading, writing about Gina Carano. Uh, after all this, uh, Gina Carano got fired. Meantime, Ice Cube tweeted out, among other troubling things, the original London mural that we were discussing, and it doesn't appear to have hurt, hurt his reputation beyond the Jewish community. John Cusack tweets unmistakable anti-Semitic conspiracies, still gets cast. Chelsea Handler, Jamila Jamil, Jessica Chastain shared a Farrakhan video. P. Diddy hosted the prominent anti-Semite for a four, July 4th address. And all these celebrities are thriving. By the looks of it, Mel Gibson has had a very busy uh, COVID-19, which suggests that leftist politics isn't the only thing that grants you protection in Hollywood. Too big to cancel? And finally, the Daily Wire's Ben Shapiro defended Carano in a statement saying, I know what anti-Semitism looks like, being one of the more prominent kippo-wearing people out here. This doesn't chart. I don't like the meme, especially given its origins, but anti-Semitism, like racism, and contrary to the New York Times executive editor's dictum, requires intent. Do you want to reset that real quick? The New York Times new policy? The New York Times says you cannot use uh, certain terms regardless of intent, which is insane. They they say that's their new standard. Right. Uh, he says, Gina obviously didn't have any such intent. Gina isn't anti-Semitic, period. This meme is being resurfaced as a post-facto justification for an unjustifiable cancellation. Gina wasn't aware of the origins of the original picture and was devastated to hear about it, just as she's been devastated by the absurd and bad-faith contention that she is anti-Semitic in any way. Amen and well-written, Ben. It's just absurd. We've got to fight it. I don't know precisely how to fight it. I mean, I'll go if she's in a dinner theater. I guess I don't. I'll wrestle her on pay per view. I I don't know. She'd whoop the hell out of me. By the way, I don't know. It just sickens me. I don't know how to fight it either. Other than us continuing to say on the radio, and I hope other people say this. Hey, hey, companies, don't cave into this stuff. It's not going to hurt you. If you'd have had her, you know, continued to employ her and put out another episode, it'd have been fine. It would have blown over. Everything would have been fine. Well, and and the people who are trying to get Gina Carano fired, canceled, ruin her, they're evil people. They are nasty, brutish, unfair, superstitious, ugly people. And you are doing their bidding when you fire a Gina Carano. Don't do that. Don't be party to that sort of evil. Whatever toy company decided not to make another uh, uh, round of her doll, go ahead and make it. You'd be fine. What's going to happen to you? Nothing. You're going to sell millions of dollars. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. We got on trading and baseball cards and stuff like that because this new NBA moments where you can, instead of a trading card, you get a video and you buy it and it's a, a registered somewhere. It's an official copy of the LeBron James dunk or something. A limited edition. Anyway, somebody said, I traded a Willie Stargell rookie card for an Ozzy Osbourne mirror my brother won at the county fair. I was 12. I'm a moron. <laughs> An I, Ozzy Osbourne mirror from the state fair. Had to be an older brother, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I, that's hilarious. Well, that would cause resentment for years. Now for my feature, What in the World? As we take a look at some stories. <laughs> that's awesome. From, from around the world. It's called What in the World. <laughs> I feel like I have to have a name for all my features. Um, I think came across what this. What is that, by what? the way? I don't know. Uh, for the past year and a half, a stream of trucks has been quietly hauling treasures from the basement in Central Parents away from uh, all those locations to a Louvre Conservation Center in a different town in northern France because of political unrest. They're getting a lot of their, 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 their the greatest art treasure out of Central Paris because things have been a little wacky. Huh. Which I just find kind of interesting that they're worried enough about that. Yeah. Um, some of these are dark. Some of these are fun. This one is dark. Iranian woman reportedly reportedly still hanged even after she died while waiting for her execution. Oh, boy. She, she dies in her prison cell. I'm sorry, that doesn't get you out of your hanging. We're going to take you and hang you anyway to send a message. Don't do that's the sort of society where they fire you for saying a word, even if you had no ill intent whatsoever. Good point right there. Pakistani police are launching a new armed rollerblading unit because right now they can't uh, get down various narrow alleys in their vehicles to chase uh, thieves and whatnot. So now they got Pakistani police on rollerblades. You know, know, I just had a very funny joke pop into my mind, but then I thought uh, we'd get canceled for it. We don't want that. I don't want that. No, I, but I don't want to. I don't want to live. I don't want to do this job in fear. I mean, that's kind of the, the anti Joe Getty. I say whatever I feel like. Damn it! And finally, my final feature in what in the world is uh, beach volleyball stars? Germany's beach volleyball stars have said that they will boycott a tournament in Qatar next month because Qatar per- was person not caught. What's that? Person caught. Don't use gendered language, Jack. Please stop oh. using gendered language. That's right. Boycott. Please is do not use gendered language to to address everyone. We have an elevator. Stop taking the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually a reference to an ancient Irish guy by that name. Has nothing to do with boys or girls. It was like that just triumphantly idiotic moment where the congressman said, "Amen," and "A women." <laughs> Person cot. <laughs> so they're launching a person cot. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> against this tournament in Qatar, because the country of Qatar, being a fundamentalist Muslim, would not allow the women's volleyball players to wear their little tiny bikinis. So they're going to boycott if they're not allowed to yeah, wear their tiny little bikinis. It's to totally unfair. It's oppressive. Let them uh, wear them anytime well, they want. Well, the only way you become famous and actually make a lot of money is if you wear your little bikini and became a become a sensation and are an influencer and sell Gatorade and whatnot. They're athletes, Jack. They need that freedom of movement. (laughs) Is that what's going on there? Yes. Um, So there's that.
If NBA players finally figured that out, the game would be much more exciting. The NBA players ought to be wearing tiny little, like, uh, what do you call them on uh, the fellows? The banana hammocks. Oh, jeez. freedom of movement. Oh, boy, that's rough. Um, Got to talk about uh, Congress people trying to get Fox deplatformed from various... From your your cable and your satellite packages, maybe we'll get to that next hour. It's really uh, yes. Silence those who disagree with you in the name of freedom. It's really quite amazing. So here are the latest numbers on who supports various things. Um, I'll do this instead. No, this is kind of funny. This happened yesterday. Do you know who Michael Beschloss is? You do if you watch MSNBC. He's a really well-known historian. I think a Pulitzer Prize winner. I've written some of my favorite books. But he's gone wacko with his politics, and he's on MSNBC all the time. Anyway, he had tweeted out a picture of Senator Josh Hawley pointing at somebody while, while Josh Hawley was questioning him yesterday. And the historian, Michael Beschloss, tweeted this picture out and said, What U.S. senator in history pointed menacingly at witnesses like this? And then he puts out a picture of uh, who's the famous uh, communist hunter back in the day, uh, oh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Joe McCarthy. He's got yeah. a picture of Joe McCarthy pointing at somebody, trying to make the point that that uh, Josh Hawley <laughs> pointing at a witness while he questions him in a Senate hearing is just like Joe McCarthy. And the response to that from somebody uh, was great, saying, "You know, he's not pointing at somebody; he's holding ha- his hand in a manner of making a point." And as a picture of Senator Joe Biden pointing at somebody in a hearing, Kamala Harris pointing at somebody in a hearing, um, uh, Elizabeth Warren pointing at somebody in a hearing, Cory Booker pointing at somebody in a hearing. It happens, well, pretty much every hearing, probably. But tried to make some big. Josh Hawley is just like, you know, the evils of the past. What is wrong with people? How have people come so far off the rails that they need to work this hard, this stuff? Just when I thought the national discourse couldn't get any stupider, I'm proved wrong again. Because all of us, as you were setting it up, knew where this was ending. Uh, sure. Somebody collected images of a bunch of Democrats pointing, of course they did. How about we all quit working so hard at portraying the other side as evil? At every turn. Or pretending to be a defend, uh, offended at every turn. Really weird. Ridiculous. Really weird stuff. I know we had something good next hour. I don't recall what it was. You'll have to trust us. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 